0: You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at bonecur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R dot And use the code citycast 20 I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest basketball fan. But even if you don't follow basketball or even sports, if you live in Portland you still know who Damian Lillard is. The clocks are all set to dame time here in Rip City. And just last month, Lillard smashed Clyde Drexler's record for most points scored in the Trailblazers' franchise history. So today on the show, we're talking with Dia Miller from Shooting Hoops, a Trailblazer podcast that she co-hosts with Adam Drexler. Yes, that's Clyde Drexler's son. She's given us an update on the season so far, and even has some behind-the-scenes info on why Clyde didn't make it to Dame's Ceremony. And since she's a Blazers expert, I started in with the hard questions. It's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is CityCast Portland. Why do people like basketball? Like, what is it about it? (laughs) Well, you know...
1: I'll, I'll tell you what, basketball to me, it's such a fast-paced game. There's always something going on. Yeah.
0: I'm more of a soccer, baseball uh, aficionado. That's what we call ourselves, it's, baseball, you know, soccer. You get
1: soccer, there's all this anticipation for a team to score like one or two times in the entire time you're sitting there. That's why we sing. I
0: mean, right. literally, that's why we came up with songs. Right, right. People got so bored. They're just like, what are you thinking? I'm thinking like a little like, ole, sing. ole. Yeah. <laughs> The thing that I
1: love about basketball is, like, you don't have to know the ins and outs of basketball to sit and watch the game. One guy takes the ball from this side to that side, shoots it in the hoop. The other guy takes the ball from this side to that side, shoots it in the hoop. It's an easy game to watch, and it's fast-paced and kind of keeps your attention. So
0: I think that's a lot of it. Yeah, it's hundreds of points, and that's what I always jokingly say to my friends. I'm like, look, is it really a sport if they're scoring hundreds of points?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then basketball fans are like, is it really a sport if they only
0: score two? <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. I feel like we should meet somewhere in the middle right. and every player should just be Muggsy Bogues. Just five foot three. And then let's yeah. see. Let's see this guy dunk. Okay, so Damien uh, just beat Clyde Drexler's all time scoring record with the Blazers last month. Yeah. Is there an argument to be made now that Dame is the best Blazer ever. What do you think? Yeah, I think
1: there is. I think it's hard not to argue that when you watch a guy get drafted and kind of work his way into the spot that Dame has where he's this star and this beloved, not just like star in the NBA, but in Portland, he's so loved. Even outside of the Blazers fandom, he's universally liked. So he's this well-loved committed player who continually talks about how he loves Portland. He wants to be in Portland. He wants to bring a ring to the city. He's been here now for a decade. His entire
0: career. Yeah. Entire career. He's never been on any other team. No. I mean,
1: that is is that rare? Yeah, for sure. Especially, I think, in today's NBA, players turn over so fast. They're chasing rings or they want to play with their friends or they want to go to this city or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it makes it so much more of like a special thing to have Dame in Portland for a decade, his entire career. And so I think on top of all that, he's really, truly a fantastic
0: basketball player and is beating records that have been held for years. Right, Um, right. So you host a podcast with Clyde Drexler's son, Adam. I bet you have the inside scoop on what does Clyde have to say about his record being broken?
1: Yeah, it's been really interesting to watch. We had Clyde on our podcast shortly before this happened, and he said he knew it was bound to happen. And he said, if somebody's going to break your record, there's not a better person to have doing it than Damian Lillard, and just was, you know, very supportive of that. There was some kind of like, controversial stuff, all especially on Twitter, after the record was broken and the ceremony happened and Clyde wasn't there. And Adam was very quick to clarify that Clyde had called Dame and had a conversation with him privately and chosen not to attend because he didn't want to take the focus off Dame. Mm-hmm. But he's always been very supportive and encouraging of Damian Lillard and what he's doing in
0: Portland. Right. It's also interesting that... Game had a lot of threes. Like that's yeah. how he beat the record. And Clyde's, it's a different style of playing. Because I feel like threes just have become way more popular. Like it, yes. we went from like the layup to the dunk. And then now it's just threes. Right. And hand checking. They've changed some rules that
1: have made it definitely a higher scoring game than it used to be. I saw a graphic that showed... All of Clyde's points broken down from free throws, uh, you know, regular two-point shots and three-point shots, and Dame's right next to each other. And the free throws were around the same, but mm-hmm. Dame had so many more three-point shots. So Dame beat that record, yeah. like, games-wise, if you look at the number of games, he beat it in in a lot less games than Clyde established it in because of those three-point shots.
0: Drexler scored 18,040 points from 83 to 95, and as of the ninth Dame is at 18,248. So that is still kind of a big (laughs) gap. it is. It's less than 10 years that he's been on, you know?
1: Every single time Damian Lillard scores a point in Portland, he will break his own record from now until the end of his career. And that is such a wild thought to me. It's not every game. It's literally every time the man scores, he breaks the existing record. And that's such, like by the time he's done, Assuming that he finishes in Portland, which I hope he does, that's going to be a record that's going to be nearly impossible to break.
0: Yeah. I hope he drops another song remember when he was rapping. Yeah. Because I think that's such a good brag. Like, that makes such a killer yeah, line. Good. <laughs>
1: I'm sure he can write it better than either of us could.
0: So we've had a lot of new players join the team recently. Yeah. And there's also been a lot of injuries. I remember last year it was just like nonstop injuries. These guys haven't had a lot of time on the court together. So how are they doing this year?
1: You know, it's been interesting because last year this team was unrecognizable. I was at a game at one point in Portland. And the person sitting next to me was like, I don't know who any of these people are. (laughs) We had so many injuries that our entire starting lineup was basically out. And we'd made some big trades. So we had lost some crucial players. And so we had this team that was, like, not really recognizable. And so you, even though there are familiar faces and familiar names on this roster currently, this is not a team that has been playing together for long. On top of that, the front office is all different in the last couple of years. There's a new coach. There's so much new. And that stuff takes adjusting. And so mm-hmm. they came out early this season and played pretty well. We were number one at one point in the Western Conference. And now the last time I checked, I believe we were down to number 10, but we're still seeing good things from them. So it's been frustrating to watch that drop, but I I mean, it's still, we still have a lot of season
0: to go. I think they're going to get it together. Okay. Let's take a break here. And when we come back, let's talk playoffs and how these new players are working out. I like your optimism as a fan for other teams. I'm just like the moment we start losing more than we're winning. I'm like, all right, we're done here.
1: I always say once the playoffs start, it's essentially like a new season. Mm -hmm. Your record no longer matters. All you have to do is get to the playoffs. So to me, like even if we lose some games that we should win, it's fine. We'll be fine. Everything's fine as long as, long as we get <laughs> as long as we get to the playoffs. As long as we get to the playoffs, which we've been doing. Yeah, consistently. Not last year. No, not last, last year. Last year they missed yeah. it, but every I believe every year before that that Dame was on this team, they've gotten to the play I think yeah. it was a 9-year streak. So we'll make the playoffs. I I am not a sports better, mm-hmm. but I would bet that. Okay. I would bet that we will make
0: the playoffs. You heard that everyone, put your bets out. Uh Dia Miller, will is guaranteeing it. Um, I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a bit about Gary Payton II. His dad, wasn't he on the
1: Sonics? Yeah, his dad played for the Sonics and Gary went to OSU. I'm a big fan of Gary because I am connected with the G League. I'm a photographer. I photograph a lot of G League. And I've become a big fan of the G League. So the G League is essentially like the farm league in baseball. Every team in the NBA, except for the Trailblazers, (laughs) has a G League team that they're affiliated with. Gotcha. And I'm hopeful that one day the Trailblazers will. But Gary spent... I want to say five years in the G League. That's a long time. It is. And he fought his way into the NBA. And he got picked up and he played last season with the Golden State Warriors. He was a crucial part of that team that then went on to win the championship. And Gary, I think, very quickly became a fan favorite. And then we got him. So (laughs) he's definitely a defensive player. He's aggressive on defense. He's scrappy. Mm -hmm. So when he's on the court, you feel that he's on the court. He makes a difference on the court, even if it's not always showing up in that stat line. He just started late in the season, right? Yes. So he came in with an injury. I believe it was similar to the injury that Dame had fought with his abdominal area. And Gary had surgery and was recovering from that. And he got in a couple games ago and had a fantastic game, made a big difference. It was beautiful to see him meshing and playing with those guys and then uh, messed up his ankle.
0: (laughs) So it it seems like he has a story that Portland can get behind. You know, we love underdogs. We love people who work hard. And also, just the thought that he comes from NBA royalty. Yeah. And he, like, it just wasn't handed to him. He had to work hard. And Gary, too, is one of the
1: nicest people. Mm -hmm. He's genuinely just a nice guy. Like, he's such a fun player. And I think as he comes in and he's playing alongside these guys that we know and love, I think he's very quickly going to be loved. That's
0: awesome. So do you think these guys have a chance of winning a championship anytime soon? Oh, man, this Uh, is, I, I, listen,
1: here's, here's how I see it. Okay. First of all, I've learned that there's a difference between probable and possible. And I don't tell the difference very well. For me, if as until there is no longer a possibility, I'm like, yeah, last year yeah. when we didn't recognize the team, I'm over here like, but it could. It could happen. <laughs> Just, it could. I love this. So there's always going to be a part of me that says, yeah, we could. Yeah. Absolutely. In reality, uh, I think I'm not expecting them to win this year. But I think we've got smart people making decisions now. Mm -hmm. I think the front office, they've hired some really
0: smart people. Wait, isn't this like the entire front office got shaken up and now it's like insanely more diverse? Yes. It was all kind of a shakeup when they kicked out the GM, right? For being awful. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think he had such a specific way of doing things and was very attached to certain players. He didn't see past that. And so that. they weren't able to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah shocking. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> um, so I think they've been able to make some moves that have been smart, that have been good business decisions, that have been good for the team. You see that with the Jeremy Grant trade. You know, there were opportunities to get him sooner mm-hmm. last year when we were all falling apart. And people were initially really critical that we didn't go after him. But our front office waited. And they got him for virtually nothing mm-hmm. at a time where he was more crucial. And it was it ended up being a great choice. And I think they're working towards being a contending team. I, I don't think anyone expected this year for them to come out the gate and win a championship, except maybe me. Um, but <laughs> in reality, yeah. um, I don't think that's a realistic expectation. But I definitely think that it's realistic to think that if they continue the way that they're going – in the next few years, we could see them make a solid run at that. I, I really, I
0: truly think that. I really want them to win for you, Dia. Like, you're, you're wearing <laughs> you. a Blazers hoodie right now. I am. Uh, and I know I that you didn't just put it on for me. Like, I know this is just you. <laughs> it's, it's just my clothes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I sh- I, next time, in fact, I might make an effort not to. Just, you know.
0: <laughs> I have multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> We talked with Dia on Monday of this week. On Tuesday, Gary Payton II came off the injury list and made it into a game against Orlando Magic. He only had two points, but Dia was right. You could feel his presence on the court. I might actually start catching some games. I don't know. If you have any advice for a newbie Blazers fan, hit me up at CityCastPDX on either Instagram or Twitter. And now for your microdose of news. Governor Tina Kotek officially took office this week, and she's not wasting any time. On her first day, she declared a state of emergency for homelessness in several parts of Oregon. She also signed executive orders to create 36,000 new homes a year for the next 10 years. Kotek has ordered state agencies to make reducing homelessness a priority. And West Lynn has appointed a new mayor former city councilman Rory Bielostatsky. What's surprising is that he's only 23 years old. That makes him the youngest mayor to ever serve in Westland history. He's not the youngest ever in the state of Oregon. We've had several 18-year-old mayors take office. I really want to make an Ice Town joke right now, but I know most of you won't pick up on it, but just know that Parks and Rec is a great show, and everyone should probably check it out. Plus, an important update from our recent debrief on Portland's dive bar culture. On Tuesday, we speculated about the mysterious jukebox at the Red Fox on North Albina, which I honestly don't consider a dive bar, but whatever. But now, we have an inside source telling us that the jukebox has actually never been plugged in. Red Fox, if you're out there, plug in the jukebox. We promise not to play anything annoying. Okay, I promise that I'll try my best not to. John, I can't really vouch for. He's a wild card. That's all for today here on City Cast Portland. If you're enjoying the shows, share it with someone you like. Tell them about us. We're still taking in new listeners. We got room. Our lead producer is John Notariani. Our audio producer is Julia Fiaioni. Our newsletter editor is Rachel Monaghan. And our host is me, Claudia Meza. Original music by Jenny Conley and Steven Drizos. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. We'll be back in a few days with more conversations from around the city. Until then, see you at Slims.